Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me as my co-host is the man who has a higher midi-chlorian count than Master Yoda himself, my friend, Jwaylen Davis. What's up, Jwaylen? Are you with me, or did you freeze up? Hey, everybody. Ah, okay. Oh, that was weird. It kind of froze up for a second. Yeah, it just yeah. Yeah, so it had kind of a delayed answer, but... Uh, either way, I think people understood what we're what we're putting down. So yeah. <laughs> so, and we first we do have to apologize for those of y'all who were expecting to hear us uh, with an episode Tuesday morning, and then again maybe this morning. As I posted on Twitter, when the job that pays the bills, uh, when they have a lot going on, and this is that time of the year, and we. Uh, we've actually spoken about it before and I knew it was coming and we tried our best to get around it. But uh, the first night I, I texted Dwayne and said, dude, I'm not going to make it home in time to record. We want to just postpone it. Yep. We'll do it tomorrow night. Well, last night, which was the, the tomorrow night of two days ago, I was at work until past the time that we normally record. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, so we decided to postpone it till today. So with that being said, we're also going to uh, revamp the schedule a little bit more because not only this is on Wednesday night, normally record on Monday night and Monday and Thursday nights, but this week we're going to be recording, of course, night on Wednesday and then on Friday night because, uh, Dwayne actually has an obligation for him as well. Yeah. But that's yep. a good thing about us not being live anymore is. Yeah. You know, so we have some flexibility. Yeah, a lot of these were just unforeseen. I mean, yeah. even though I knew the budget stuff, and I'm sure I'm now after this week, they, I don't want to hear the words budget. I don't want to hear <laughs> forecast. I don't want to hear balance. I don't want to hear, you know, anything. I, I want I, anything like that because I swear I will just kick somebody right in the neck. But I will say I do like my job, so I don't want to make you sound like I'm complaining about my job. I do like my job. I do like my boss, and I like my coworkers. I'm very blessed when it comes to that, and uh, not everybody can say that. And so uh, just like with the Megadeth concert, or the Megadeth, Megadeth closing for Lamb of God, and yeah. Trivium, yeah, and then Trivium yeah. Hate Breed last Monday, uh, I got that from my work, from my boss. Uh, that technically is my boss's boss, but he was the one who actually got me them tickets through the company. And the company's going to take us, and he gave them to me. So, uh, so I do like my job, and especially the coworkers who are listening now, because I've already told them we're going to be recording tonight. Cool. So, yeah, you all know who you are. Give yourselves, <laughs> give yourselves a pat on the back, and come give me a high five as soon as you, you hear me talk about y'all right now. <laughs> so. Overdue, not necessarily long overdue, but we're going to be doing a review of Extreme Rules 2021, which just happened three days ago in Columbus, about two hours away from where I live. And what did you think about the, the show, Dwaylon? Um, I thought it was a pretty good show. There was some... Really, the for me, there was only like one match that I felt like didn't really didn't really click all that well. Um, but there was some a little bit of silliness in a few of the matches, but we'll get to that in a little while. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But but before we start the big review, 
want to go ahead and give her a contact and listen to information as best as I can, considering I've worked about 80 hours already in the past, you know, week and a half. And if you would like to get a hold of us, it's armchair booking podcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchair booking podcast. You can find us on Twitter at booking armchair. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Still don't have any luck, but then again, this week I have not had any kind of time to even try to upload anything, unfortunately. Right. Uh, you can find us on just about any platform that you can listen to a podcast on, and, and including Apple Podcasts. In fact, that's the one I'm, I'm really prefer. If you if you do use Apple Podcasts, go on there, give it, give us a five star rating, give us a view, tell us what you think. But you can also find us on Stitcher, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, Podbay. Uh, there's a, another new one that I just started using recently. Uh, that I will tell you the name of that one here in a second. Uh, Pocket Casts. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. That was pretty neat. Uh, iHeartRadio, and really just Google our name. You can find us, and give us that listen. Let us know what you think, and you can also find us on TikTok at Armchair Booking Podcast. And even though we haven't made any videos yet, because right after I created the the channel. Uh, well, we I had to start doing budget stuff, right? <laughs> so, haven't had time, but we will get some videos added on there. We promise. Now, so have I covered everything, Dwayland? Yep, sounds like I've said everything. Okay, cool. Victory on like three hours sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun one. All right. So extreme rules, and to be honest with you, I like the card also, and. I just finished watching some of the matches literally about 30 minutes ago mm-hmm. because I wasn't able to catch them all Sunday night um, because an 11 o'clock stop time mixed in with a 4.30 wake-up time because I had to be yeah. early doesn't mix too well. I still feel like that they should move the pay-per-view up like maybe an hour that way because they always run past that 10 o'clock mark when they start at 7. Mm-hmm. So... And then you end up going, I know there's been times that the pay-per-view's been on till like 10.45 my time. And if they moved it, I feel like if they moved it up and started the pay-per-views at 6, then, like, especially for you who have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. it would, uh, you could still watch everything and then still get be able to get in bed at a decent time. Yes. And, yeah, because... Um... And actually, you just reminded me of something. Let me clarify. When I say the, the 11 o'clock time, that's 11 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> so, central. Yeah, I'm central time. He's Eastern. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I will admit that was one nice thing about living in Western Kentucky was uh, the time zone because yeah. it gave you a lot more time to do things. It did, you know, yeah. Night. So, um, but I did turn the pay-per-view on. I uh, did watch the kickoff show. And no, I, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch the kickoff. I never, I usually never watch the kickoff show though. So I, I try to catch it, even though sometimes I'm like, eh, if I don't catch the beginning of it, I'm not that concerned, mm-hmm. you know, cause I mean, they are, they are discussing matches. They are showing all the, the videos just to show the lead up to all the matches, which is fine. I mean, and a lot of that, I mean, I get that's for the sake of somebody who may not be a, a, wwe fan and so you you do have to kind of build it up and i get that um however if i miss it 
Mm, yeah. And because yeah. um, th- these used to be called the dark matches because this is when they would they would t- it was literally in the well not in the dark for the arena, but it was not televised because they were testing their equipment. It, it was right. basically yeah. like a mic like a mic check. Yeah. And so they don't really do those pre-dark matches anymore. They will do post-dark matches now, but but not a pre-dark match. And this one, actually, they always have a match on the pre-show. And sometimes the, the pre-show matches are actually, uh, I guess you say they're pretty important. Yeah, not this one. <laughs> this was... No, it's, you know, you had Liv Tyler going yeah Liv Tyler you had Liv Morgan <laughs> going against I watched a video earlier today they were talking about Liv Tyler so but uh you had Liv Morgan uh going against Carmella and it's like you know nothing against either woman but I feel like that this I feel like this match didn't get either woman anywhere I mean Carmella's yeah. already been Smackdown Women's Champion and I don't see them giving her the title again mm-hmm and I think that was an experiment, and it really didn't go all that well. And so they I don't see them giving her the title again. Liv Morgan deserves better than what she's getting, but I don't feel like they're, I felt I don't feel like they're gonna push her either. I feel like they do these little mini pushes with her. They'll let her beat a few people, but then they just push her back down the card. I don't I think Liv Morgan right now, she may be kind of in limbo where they really don't know what to do with her because she's she's too good to be at the bottom but they're already crowded at the top yep you know so it's kind of hard to find that room and and she is very good and she deserves to have a push uh but it's kind of like okay but you're going to push her hard but you'll be pushing her right into a wall unfortunately yeah they'll they'll be pushing her into you know there's definitely a glass ceiling right now in the women's division on smackdown you know and i feel like that that's I, I agree a hundred percent with you. I feel like she's, I feel like when they push her, she hits that ceiling. And then, like you said, they don't know what to do with her and right. then just push her back down. Right. And I think that just happened to be uh luck of the time, not only that, but Becky Lynch went um, not necessarily a mid Carter. I mean, she was uh, a really good at the time mid Carter. And then all of a sudden she had her nose broken by Nia Jackson. She became the man and it just elevated her. Yeah, it just skyrocketed. <laughs> and so, yeah. and she's been even, you know, when she was gone for a year and a half, you know, having a kid and all. Yep. Yeah. Whatever priorities, Becky. But, <laughs> but and, at least they had Liv, at least they had Liv beat Carmella. I did, yeah. I did read the results of that. Was that a good match? Or it, I mean, it was, it was decent. Um, because, I mean, you know, Carmella, she, she will give you a good match. And I have a feeling that Carmella, she's kind, they're kind of sliding her into that. Um, almost like a Dolph Ziggler type role. She's been a champion, just like Dolph Ziggler has been a champion, but now they're using her, or almost like a Sean Waltman type role. It's like you want to know yeah. so if you could have a good match. Yeah, you know this is the person you run through because uh, with Carmella, uh, she was the one that when my daughter she was watching. And this is when Carmella was with the dude with no chin. And uh, James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. Yeah, that creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they put him with her. And Avery, I mean, she got upset. She's like, why do they feel they always have to put her, you know, they, they feel that, that she needs to be with somebody. And I had to, I said, no, I said, it's the opposite. I said, they're putting her with people 
they need to be with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I said, and she is really good about helping. I said, she doesn't need the help. You know, she's good at being that person who can actually help develop somebody else. I said, you know, so um, I think as a reward, maybe they should give her the title again, or at least some title, but unfortunately there's not enough women to, um, I mean, they're, they're building the roster. They're building it up. Um, I would think, but not enough yet to where they would have like a secondary woman's title, like the U S yeah. or the intercontinental title. It'd be nice if they she, did, but. True. Um, I think she would be speaking of which off, off topic of WWE for a moment, AEW plans on doing that. They plan on having a secondary singles title for the women. Okay, good. Um, and it's going to be when they, because it's like, you know, the, the men have the TNT championship. Mm-hmm. The women will have the TBS championship because okay. um, Dynamite's going to be moving in January. Dynamite's going to be moving to TBS and then wow. Rampage and TNT. So, the, but the women are getting a secondary championship. And there's also uh, rumors of a trios title which would be good for AEW because they have a lot of three-man teams. Yes, they do. Uh, but, yeah, WWE is, you know, if, they're, if, they're roster, if their women's rosters were, you know, more filled out, you know, I'd have no issue with another, with a, you know, a secondary title because you have, you've, you're only, like you said, you're only going to have so many women in the main event. Right. So you've got to have, what are these other women fighting for? If they're not getting a shot at the the main title, right? And this may be a case. I mean, me personally, and I think they should do this for the men as well. Um, well, with the men, okay, it's going to be kind of an opposite. With the men, they need, my personal opinion, they need to unify the Universal and the WWE champion. They don't want to call it a world title. I don't get that. But merge those. And they did for a while, and then they stopped doing it. Even though, I mean, I have a replica of that belt, and it says World Heavyweight Champion on the belt. Right. You know, just saying you're the WWE champion. So, (laughs) but saying they're the world champion, that's, oh, okay. Uh, That actually means something. But I'd say merge those, but leave the Intercontinental and US titles. Yeah. I mean, because since they insist on having this brand split, which they're doing a lot better job of it. You literally go all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they have the brand split. You have the US title be the belt on raw you have the intercontinental title be the belt on smackdown and they're the ones the number one contender for that world title and the world champion you know can bounce back and forth between the different shows so i, I agree i i've been i've thought that for a while with the brand split i mean if you want to keep the brand split that's fine but there needs to be one champion that just goes back and forth because right. I mean, do it with the women's tag team titles. They're not tied to a specific brand. They go back and forth. So why couldn't the why couldn't the world the men's world champion and the women's world champion go back and forth? If you want to keep tag teams, the tag team titles separate or whatever, and your secondary titles, that's fine. But I feel like for the men and the women, your world titles, you should have one champion that just goes between both brands. Right. And with the women, I think they could add a, a, okay, and I know this sounds weird, add the women's champion for WWE, 
now yeah. you have the Raw Women's Champion and SmackDown Women's Champion. They're the number one contenders in their respective shows. Exactly. Yeah, those could be the secondary titles. And then you have WWE Women's World Champion, you know, top of the food chain. And then you've got secondary champions, Raw and SmackDown. And like you said, do it the way the, the NWA used to do it. Because when you were the U.S. champion, you were the number one contender for the world title. Exactly. So do it that way. Mm-hmm. But oh, but speaking of world champions, the first opening match of the main show, our world champion or WWE champion is in a six man match. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, and you know the way it was brought about was just you know the new day and AJ Styles and Omos were got into it backstage and then. Lashley and Big E got thrown into it, and then they have this thrown together six man. Now the match was excellent. Yeah, I oh yeah. Say, I can't say a single bad thing about the match. The match was excellent. It's just why is your WWE champion not in a not in a title defense? Right. And on your pay per view, it, it would have been his first pay per view title defense. Why is he? I feel like he's being relegated to Raw to try to pop ratings because they're going up against Monday Night Football. They need to stop because they're never going to beat Monday Night Football. They're never going to beat Monday Night Football. It's not going to happen. It's never happened. It's never going to happen. And your champion should be on – if your universal champion is on the pay-per-view, your WWE champion should be on the pay-per-view in a singles title defense. Yes, instead of the curtain jerker six-man match. Yeah. And like I said, nothing against that match because it was excellent. Mm -hmm. You know. A lot of good action. Bobby Lashley was a beast. Mm -hmm. The New Day, or they just have amazing chemistry. Yes. You know, AJ Styles is AJ Styles. He can wrestle a broomstick. (laughs) Yeah. And have the best match on the card. And Omos is looking like a monster, which he should. The man's seven foot tall. And he is just muscles on top of muscles. I mean, you can tell that. You froze up um, for a minute. Yep, you're frozen. But as long as you can hear me, we're good. Um, there you yeah, go. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, Omas, like I said, I mean, he's muscles upon muscles. I mean, you could tell that because uh, even through his clothes, I mean, he's just yeah. jacked. And he's, they're doing that the right way. They've got mm-hmm. him with AJ. They're bringing him along. They're not, for once, they're not. They're not doing him like they did the great Collie and being like, oh, we got this big guy. Let's push him to the moon real quick. And when he's not ready for it and he's coming along good. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the more the more top caliber people that he works with, the better he's going to get. And I mean, he was in the ring with five top tier talents. So, yes. you know, that <laughs> did the world for him. And OK, so now they have the um, you froze up again. Um there we go. Um, both brands now have their seven foot Nigerian title. So I like Steve, um, you there. Yeah, I'm here. You you there, Dwayne? You there? Okay. Can you hear me? All right, cool. Um, the dude who's with Apollo, what's his name? I keep forgetting it. Um, Commander Aziz or something like that. Yes. But, um, I can't, I can't think of what his what his real name is. He was on the Raw Underground when they were doing that. Oh, before that, he was in the the Greatest Royal Rumble. 
Oh, was he? Yeah, because I was like, I cannot wait to see this guy come to the WWE for real. And then three years later, he finally shows up. Um, <laughs> because I was thinking back then, I was like, all right, because he had the flag of Nigeria on one leg and he had the flag of Poland on the other. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting combination you don't see very often. No, and, you yeah, and he's seven foot tall. And I'm like, okay, he's, he's attracting attention. And him and Omas, if you put them in a match together, I think it would be great. If you put them as a team, just forget it. Just give them the tag titles and just yeah, uh, yeah. yeah because you're not going to beat them. But like you said, though, this match, this six-man match, you know, was I, I thought it was real good because I mean a lot of action in a in a good opening match. I just wish they didn't have Big E in the match because yeah, yeah. he's their champion and so he should be defending the belt, especially on his first pay-per-view since winning it. Yeah. But this match had a clean, clean finish. Yeah. You know, so I, I did like that. And and it was showing and it did have Big E pinning Bobby Lashley again. You know, clean right there with the big e, the big ending, uh, which is like that that, is, that move is so cool. <laughs> I, just, I love that move. Um, not many people could pull it off. If I try it, no. I'd end up breaking my hip. <laughs> big E, he can do it. But the next match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, uh, another good. This was one of the ones I had to go back and rewatch. Yeah, I, okay. I, yeah, I had. Um, because I remember you text me said, man, what a great match. And I'm like, I just missed it because <laughs> right about that time that um, my wife was getting ready to go out of town the next day. She and my son are actually down in Orlando right now. And so she was getting a lot of stuff prepared for the trip, not just for her herself, and my son, but for me, as far as like having food and stuff around the house. Right. And she showed up. And I, of course, I was helping bring all the, the stuff in and, you know, get it put away. And I think next day I looked up and. Yeah, I missed the match. <laughs> but I, I saw caught like bits and pieces trying to watch it. But uh, but when I watched it the, you know, today, I was like, man, that was a good match, which you would expect from these two teams. You there? Are you there? Hello? Hey, Dwaylon, you there? This would be a good place for a commercial break. Okay, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know why it's freezing up all of a sudden. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, every once in a while, I think maybe I should. Um, I may have to move myself closer because I, I, I don't know whose end it's on. Uh, of course, it could be both of us. You never know. <laughs> um, but this match was as good as what you would expect from these two teams because, I mean, these two teams, they both bring it. And you know there's not going to be too much um, ground action because these are two high-flying teams. Yeah. And, and even, even Angelo Dawkins, who, you know, is really quick and agile for a guy his size. He's, yeah, he's I think they guy. said he was like two, six, five, 260. Whew. He's just flying around the ring, you know, like he weighs, you know, 200 pounds. Yeah, doing standing drop kicks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and standing drop kicks to like their their upper chest. Yeah. You know, so that that's pretty impressive. And if people don't like, if you don't know how hard that is to do, go and just try to jump up and kick someone in their chest with both of your feet and twist yourself and land on your basically your chest or your stomach, your front. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's not easy. 
because Dwayne, I'm pretty sure you know you and Terrence drop kicked each other a couple of times when you're growing up. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's not easy at all. It is not easy. And that landed hurts. <laughs> yes, it does. If you're not ready, it's like oh, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know how Ricky Morton does it, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but another another clean finish on this one. I don't know if I know they're going to keep feuding for the tag team championships because I can't really see any other teams. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I can't really see any other teams on SmackDown right now that would be in contention for the SmackDown tag titles. Uh, Especially but, not any that are faces because, you know, the Usos are, you know, they're heels. Oh, yeah. A good face team to feud with. And Ray and Dominic are going through their thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Dominic's about to turn heel because uh, Ray basically keeps, you know, costing him his matches because he keeps coming out yeah. for encouragement, but it's distracting Dominic. So they're not really teaming. And then really the only other team you've got is Root and Ziggler, but they haven't been doing anything with them either. So, And, yeah, I was just uh, about two months too early on calling Dominic turning heel, wasn't I? it was gonna happen but it's coming but i mean i and i thought the match was really good uh the way it ended made sense and and that's just one thing i mean i like if if the ending makes sense a clean pinfall here and they actually hit him it was not a roll up it wasn't a surprise they hit him with that um that kind of double splash and pinned him so it sold their finishing move and on a credible opponent and you know, it was not a squash, so the opponent was looking good. I mean, it showed they were the opponent was hard to beat. Um, the next match for the women's raw women's championship, I thought for the most part was good up until the ending. Yeah, the, the ending was like, uh, so you got Charlotte Flair who's the champion again. Again, everybody knows how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Got Alexa Bliss, who they basically gave the Fiends gimmick to, but she's, I mean, she's made it work. I'll give her credit. Whatever they give her, she makes it work. And they fought, you know, they've they've wrestled several times before, and they have good chemistry. And like you said, the match was good until Charlotte distracts her by going and getting Lily, the little, you know, the little doll she carries around. And it's like Alexa (sighs) just forgets how to wrestle, and then gets beat and it's like come on really if you're gonna if you're gonna have alexa lose because from what i've seen uh reports are coming in that alexa is going to take a few months off this match was this match was made to write her off tv for a few months okay uh what i saw today is she's supposed to be having sinus surgery so oh. she's going to be out, she's going to be out for a while and the, the the match on sunday was was a way to write her off tv but they could have done it so much better than her getting distracted by Lily losing the match. Charlotte tears up Lily supposedly to bring back the old Alexa bliss. And then Alexa throws a tantrum and then that's it. The, one of the things that I think they really should have thought about when Charlotte started turning up Lily and of course she's up, up in Alexa's face, then Alexa loses it and then starts throwing punches, things like that. I'm like, she's fighting harder about her tearing up her doll than what she was for the title. Yes. 
Exactly. She's more upset about the dog getting torn up than she is about the fact that she didn't win the women's title. And so to me that, and I know they like, it makes a lot of Exactly. And like I said, I mean, yeah, they, they had her with Bray Wyatt, you know, when he was um, the fiend and, um, and I, I like Bray Wyatt, the fiend after a while kind of got on my nerves because um, I liked his character better sometimes without the fiend and, and yeah um but he was still you know doing the bray white movies he's still you know good in the ring and bringing alexa on there because i don't think at the time they knew that bray was going to uh leave when he did and right you know and i thought it was a good period it was good for alexa because i mean she's good she's another good one at reinventing herself and if she's taking some time off mm-hmm. I mean, she's yeah she's definitely earned it i mean because she's uh it's not the first time she's oh, taking yeah. time off yeah, because remember a few years ago she was under concussion protocol. She actually didn't wrestle for a few months, and yeah, yeah. So and um, yeah, they didn't think she was, uh, they didn't think she was going to be able to come back and wrestle because it took her a while to get cleared. Yeah, it did. And yeah, this match. I mean, they were both pulling out their moves, and they didn't, um, they didn't make the moves look cheap. If they didn't pin them, it wasn't because, well, I kicked out of, you know, your patented finisher. It was, okay, I got my leg on the rope. Okay, I can buy you that. You froze. You froze again? Yep. I'm like ice cream. Um, <laughs> um, well, like I was saying, when they... Like they it shows the- your signal on the the bottom of the page, and it's showing that your, your signal's in red. My signal's in red? Um, hold on. Okay, so hopefully we got the technical glitches taken care of, uh, but we'll see. Um, yeah, like I was saying uh, to Dwaylon, with the finishing moves, they they weren't making the finishing moves look bad. If they hit the move and go to pin them, they they weren't kicking out of the finishing moves. They were hitting their leg on the ropes. Um, or a lot of times they were reversing it because I, I I always like that when they go to hit the moves and they're they're able to reverse it. And yeah, me too. Um, what the Charlotte? What do they call that move where she almost like a weird double underhook, but she ended up with Alexa on her back and she also had a hold of her legs. What is that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was because I haven't seen her pull that one out before Sunday. I'm not sure what that was. I, unless it was, unless, was it when she was going for natural selection and then Alexa kind of reversed and climbed on her back? Was that? No. Um, maybe that was it? Uh, maybe. You know what? I'll have to watch it again because that was, I'd, I'd caught part of that move Sunday and then I caught it again today. And I yeah. like it. And it was one of those you couldn't do it. Excuse me. It's kind of almost like a an opportunity, opportunistic move where it has to be in a certain type of situation that you're not necessarily going to have it every match. And it's not one where you can set up all the time. Cause I can't stand that when my offensive move requires something on my opponent's part. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I like that move. Um, she never got the figure eight on her. She tried. And yeah. Alexa, oh, 
small package, which I'm like, I've seen, you know, her dad lose his title to the. Yeah. Uh oh. Said, said the word. What? I, we said uh, Miss Bliss's first name. Oh, I've got mine where I've got mine paused where it won't pick up there her name. Uh, um, I'm getting the timer again. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, it's saying I got 10 minutes and while we are talking, I'm going to try to upgrade this while we're talking. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> so um can you still hear me yeah all right cool so but her tearing the doll up afterwards and uh and like i said they're writing her off right now because she's going to go have her sinuses fixed and you know maybe she comes back and she'll turn her sinuses into double d's <laughs> <laughs> because that's what charlotte well no charlotte actually did have a legitimate um issue and charlotte apparently almost died yeah, I and think so. yeah, because hers one of hers ruptured, and yeah, they said it was pretty serious. Yeah, you know, so um, uh, let me see here as I'm doing this, um, da -da -da, and oh, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm upgrading our Zoom <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> But the next match, uh, the, the triple threat match for the U.S. championship, or as that's what they're, um, the U.S. U.S. championship, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, that, that just sounds weird. It's like the U.S. title. I don't know why I like the word, I like title better than championship. Yeah, I, I do too, but that's one of Vince McMahon's no-no words. So he doesn't like the word title. So everything, just like you can't say a title match or a title shot or the u.s title it has to be championship and it's like dude right you're a wrestling promoter just accept it those are wrestling terms you're a wrestling promoter this is not you're not hollywood yeah exactly and yeah but he he makes movies very mac movies yeah no but either way this triple threat match i thought was decent enough i don't know what they're doing with jeff hardy uh, and I've, I've actually seen reports that they might be um, almost like jobbing him out in a way, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, he proved Sunday that given the right circumstances that, you know, he can still go, but you can just tell the way he moves in the ring. His body is so beat up. Mm -hmm. That he is, I mean, his days of being a main event guy are long gone. His, there's, you know, the wear and tear he has put on his body between just wrestling and then all the daredevil stuff that he does inside and outside of the ring has just, you know, he is, like I texted you Sunday, he is a shell of what he used to be. He really is. And, but I agree with you. I could see them, I could see them jobbing him out as punishment for Matt being in AEW. Yeah. 
Uh, hold on just for a second, Dwayne. Alexa, no stop playing. I don't know if you can hear, but they were uh, Alexa was just going crap. <laughs> um almost said it again but the thing was um aha uh the thing started going off playing queen don't stop me now which is a good hey, song it was, it was playing a good song uh, yeah i mean really good song but um going going to the paypal to pay for this uh this is fine <laughs> uh but here's something there is an advantage to that that i'll tell you after uh we're done okay come on come on come on yes there we go all right all right so now that we have literally upgraded to pro during <laughs> during the show during the show <laughs> we thought it was just us having an interview subject well apparently i've been working on a demo for three months now well, no because i've had zoom on this computer for a while but i wasn't the one making the i wasn't the one running the uh the meetings oh so, okay yeah so because once upon a time never thought this would happen i was the president of the the Coral Booster Club for the Western Brown School District here in Mount Orb, Ohio. But I was the I Booster Club president. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would have thought that would ever happen? But it did. <laughs> but, uh, but the choir director, she would run meetings using Zoom. Oh, okay. You know, so, and, and so, okay, I, I get Zoom in, on my computer. I have Zoom on my phone. Uh, so that way I could use it no matter where I was at. And we actually, we used it. I didn't set the meeting up. I think my wife did. We actually used it during COVID time during, um, I think it was Christmas, either Christmas or Thanksgiving when we couldn't all be around each other like we normally were. And so we all Zoom, we did a big Zoom meeting. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So but anyway, um, back to the, the show, <laughs> back to the six man. I also texted you when Jeff Hardy, he did the double swan time. Then they showed again. I was like, oh my God, he hit his head. He, he landed on his head yeah I mean, it, it was a it was a real quick it wasn't like a spike but that was part of the rotation and i was like yeah. oh i mean now and he no sold it i mean you, you could see i mean it didn't hit hard but it hit enough that i'm like ow dude stop you know i know some of jeff hardy's neighbors he needs to stop i need to tell <laughs> them y'all tell jeff hardy to stop yeah tell them but tell him to stop because i mean He's going to he's going to keep going at this pace, and I hate to say it, but he's going to be, end up being in a wheelchair. He's not going to be able to walk. Yeah, and I think he ought to just go. I mean, because right now they're like I said, they're jobbing him out probably because Matt's in AEW and Matt's doing well in AEW, and just Jeff, go ahead, let the contract run out, and go be with your brother because you always do well together. You do good by yourself. Yeah, however, and then that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, but the match itself, uh, I like Damian Priest. Um, yeah. I've liked time, him since, uh, since Ring of Honor. That's when I first saw him. He was uh, Punishment Martinez at Ring of Honor. 
and uh, he was their television champion. But yeah, he's I like him. I, I see big things for him. Um, I think this should be well. They actually Damian Priest and Sheamus had one more match. Okay. Uh, on Raw on Monday, which was actually a Extreme Rules match, which is what this one should have been since it was on the Extreme, extreme Rules. But oh. uh, Damian Priest beat Sheamus. You know, Sheamus lost. Sheamus is out because he's legitimately has broken his nose twice. So he's got he had to have nasal surgery. I think he had it today. Okay. He either had it yesterday or today. But he had to have nasal surgery, so he's going to be out a little bit. Yeah, that face, that face mask is a shoot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the right person won. Damian mm-hmm. Bruce won. Uh, I think his feud is over with Sheamus, so I don't know where he goes from here, but uh, I see big things for him. Uh, if you're the champion of any kind, now, unless he's going to try to contend for uh, the WWE championship, uh, he just waits for the next challenger. You know, right. I don't, and I, yeah, like you said, I don't know who that would be right off the top of my head. Uh, I think I could see him holding the belt for a while. If they're smart, they'll have him hold the belt for a while because the fans are behind him. He's a good wrestler. He's charismatic. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got, you know, like the title, total package. I did not like the ending of this match. It was, it was, it was a clean pinfall. Well, in a triple threat match, it's going to be a pin or submission. You're not going to have a disqualification, which I think is right. crap. But it should always be an elimination match. To me, I agree. Personally. It should be like it should be old, like the old ECW rule. They Paul Heyman called it a three-way dance, but you had yep. two pin, you had two pinfalls or two submissions. It was always an elimination. Mm-hmm. It always came down to two. It started out with three, but it always came down to two guys. And I right. think that's how any triple threat should work. You're not going to lose your title by not losing your title. Exactly, because I feel like <laughs> it's a cop-out. It is. You know, perfectly described right there. Yeah, I feel like it's a cop-out. It's like, if you're the champion, you should have champion's advantage. You shouldn't have to worry about, oh, well, say, if Jeff Hardy had a pin Sheamus, Damon Priest loses his title without being involved in the, without being beat. Right. So, it's like, what sense does that make? I've never thought that made any sense. Right. Um, kind of like, I don't know, Seth Rollins pinning Roman Reigns at WrestleMania to win Brock Lesnar's title. Exactly. <laughs> but, Instead of him having to beat Brock, that should have been Seth pins Roman, and then Seth should have had to beat Brock for the title because Brock was the champion. Yep. Unless you do it where if you're going if you're wanting to guarantee a new champion, then you have, you know, then you can do it that way and have, you know, the champion get beat. But if the champion's going to lose his title, the champion needs to get beat. Champion needs to get beat in the ring. Yeah. And, of course, the next match, the champion's advantage did come into play where you had to be pinned or submitted. Uh, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, yeah. and, and I know both of us have yeah. been waiting to watch this match. You had Becky Lynch. And... Yeah, both of us have been waiting to see this one ever since yes. SummerSlam. It, it, was, it was a good match. It was yeah. a really good match. Yeah, once again, um, you know, they weren't wasting any of the finishing moves. And I'm going to tell you what, Bianca Belair, she's like Cesaro. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. I mean, that woman is so strong and like deceptively strong. It's like, yes, the stuff she pulls off, she makes it look just so easy. Yeah. And I could tell the last like power move she was doing, she struggled a little bit because she had already done those moves a few times. It's like, you yeah, know, she, she's on rep like number seven of seven, and it's like, yeah. okay, you know, yeah. but she still pulled it off. And uh, I thought Becky did well. Becky, if she had any kind of ring rust, it wasn't showing. Yeah, I didn't see any for somebody who's had a year and a half layoff, including giving birth. Mm-hmm. I saw no ring rust. She, you know, she was as good as she ever was. Right. And the match was good. And a lot of people don't like, they, they just absolutely hate disqualification endings no matter what. I thought this one kind of made sense. Um, I do. I agree. I actually wasn't mad at this one because you have Sasha come back. Sasha's mm-hmm. got issues. You know, Sasha's got issues with Bianca. She was supposed to have her title match at SummerSlam against mm-hmm. Bianca. You know, due to unforeseen circumstances, she did you know, she wasn't involved in that match. Becky's the champion. Sasha still wants her title back, and Becky's got it. So now she's got issues. The unresolved issues with Bianca Belair, new issues with Becky because Becky's the champion. I smell triple threat, and that, that triple threat will steal the show or whatever card it's on. And I picked up my phone. I'm, like, I'm going to text Joylin and say, yeah, I see a triple Well, <laughs> Wow, he beat me to it. <laughs> Texted me the exact thing I was about to text him. But like we said, great minds think alike, and so do yep. we. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that that will be a great match. And that's one of the ones is like, who do you pick to win? Because that means the other ones have to lose. Yeah. And it's like you can't you really you wouldn't be mad if regardless of who wins, you wouldn't be mad. But if I've got to pick one in that scenario. Bianca Belair should be the one that comes out on top. That is the future of your women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, and on this kind of a side note, I like Sasha, that, that outfit she's wearing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seemed like a newer outfit because the other one she used to wear all the time, I don't know what it was. It just, um, I didn't like it as much. Yeah, this one suits her better than yeah. the other one. Yep. Um, but the only dis- that was the only disqualification ending on the entire card. You know, because the next one, uh, the main event, and you realize there was only seven matches on this entire match card. On the, on the entire Yeah. Um, including the, the kickoff match, seven matches, yeah. which doesn't make any sense of why the pay-per-view ran as long as what it did. But Yeah, for it's six <sighs> matches on the main card. Yeah, I don't know why it ran that long. Oh, it made it kind of easier when I was – you wanted to try to um, catch the matches that I had not caught before. Because if I'm right. going to get a, a review on a card, I should probably watch the card. And so and, uh, I was going, okay, let me fast forward. Okay, 10 second jump, 10 second jump, 10 second jump. Man, how long are these entrances? You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but this match started out just plottingly slow. Yeah. And for something that's an extreme rules match, I didn't really see anything too extreme. I didn't either. I mean, some kendo sticks and a couple of table spots, but that's really, I mean, they fought on the outside, but 
that's not extreme rules. They would have done that anyway. Right. And, but, and it's not a false count anywhere match. So you have to bring them back in the ring. Right. And, you know, of course, you know, Roman's work in the crowd. Again, I can't say enough about Roman's heel work. This run has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, I always love the Damon character. But the problem with the Damon character is it's like, I'm glad they only pulled it out now because, you know, you can't pull it out all the time or right. it gets, you kind of get like the theme. It's mm-hmm. like, where do you go from here? And I feel like that Roman and Finn, that I feel like they had a good match. You know, it, it was a, it was a good match. I agree with you. There wasn't a lot of extreme rules you know, spots or anything. But the ending was just ridiculous. It did. It made Finn look ridiculous. It ruined what was a good match. In my opinion, it ruined what was a good match. It did. And even more than the Charlotte Miss Bliss match. Yes. And, and that match was ruined by that ending. And this one was ruined even more so. Um, because any... Because you should not be bringing theatrics in as part of the match like that. All of a sudden, it goes red, and it oh, that's his heartbeat. Yeah, and then he's flopping on the ground like he's, you know, like he's getting shocked with the paddles. Yeah. And then he hops up, and he comes back to life, and it's like, that. You didn't need all the theatrics. The demon is the theatrics. The, right. You know, the, the demon gimmick is your theatrics for the match. He knows sold a lot of Roman's offense, which is what the demon should do. Mm-hmm. And that's your theatrics, not turning on the red lighting, which they should know better because that got a terrible response when they used to do it with the fade. Because mm-hmm. you can't see anything. I mean, right. it distorts everything. Especially since he has red paint on him. Like with the yes. fiend, he had partly red. So when you put right. a red light on that, it automatically right. turns it dark. You right. put the same color light on whatever color something is, and it will turn it dark. You exactly. So, yeah. unless you're colorblind, because that's a weird special power about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't have the rope break, because I'm looking at and I'm looking, they have it in the corner, all of a sudden, snap. And it was almost like, you know, he, he had triggered something. He was standing there trying to get it to break, and he wasn't getting it at first, and, and then snapped. That, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I'm glad I'm not the only one that, that noticed that. And it's like, yeah, he's standing there on the top rope. You know, Roman's prone on the mat. All he had to do was hit the coup de grace, and he would have had it won. But he's standing there, and you can tell the way he's moving. It's like he's trying to get something to, to pop. Right. And then the then it breaks. Then he lands. You know he's grabbing his knee, but then he gets up and ends up no selling the knee. Roman hits the spear, and that's it. Roman wins, and it's like, and they still it's you know it's Wednesday already, and yeah. I still haven't seen any reports come out of why that spot was done. And now, granted, it is. Um original you know you, you i don't i don't recall ever seeing a rope break on purpose now i've seen a break on accident i've seen them yeah i've seen it happen on accident like um the rockers and the brain busters mm-hmm. 
Uh, and uh, no, actually, it was the Rockers and the Heart Foundation. Uh, the rope broke during the match. Rockers, that's right. That's right because they that yeah. But they reversed it, and really, the reason they put the belts back on the Heart Foundation, Jim Neidhart was leaving, and so they got the belts off the Heart Foundation, put them on the Rockers. Uh, Jim Neidhart renegotiated his contract and resigned. So then they put the belts back on the Heart Foundation and used the rope breaking as the excuse. Right. But the rope legitimately broke during the right. match. It wasn't it wasn't gimmicked. It just legitimately broke. But yeah, I've never seen one where it was gimmicked to break. Uh, I've seen them do the the superplex spot, but that was the whole ring just fell to pieces. But yeah, I saw that live in Columbus actually. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, that was and um on raw back 2016 i believe it was when braun uh he, he did the top rope suplex on big show and yeah yeah and the whole ring collapsed yeah. boom and the first course, time i've ever seen that done was uh brock superplex uh the big show on smackdown and the whole ring you know i've always wondered about that one because... See, I have two. Now, the other ones that i've seen i feel like those were on purpose yeah but they I were. that wasn't wasn't real because i've seen mark henry and big show do it and then braun Strowman and big show it's always big show on the receiving end of the superplex yeah when the ring blows up yeah but, he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like sean bean dying in a movie you know he yeah. walks over the big guy and he says all right yeah. when's my you know the superplex doing that all right <laughs> yeah i need the ring to blow up all right big show come on big show come on <laughs> but i just i don't understand the point of that finish if you're going to have Roman beat him, then just have Roman beat him. Yeah, because they, I, and I get they, they're almost like making up for what they should have done with Finn a few years ago. Yeah. Um, you remember he was the universal champion for a day, you know, yeah, but, he, they, but he was legitimately hurt. Yep. And then when he came back, it took them a long time to get his, like, rematch i guess you know a chance to get back but of course by that time brock lesnar had it and vince wasn't going to take it off brock lesnar until unless brock said all right i'm going to go home for a while yeah and yeah. unless brock said it was hunting season and he was ready to go yeah vince wasn't taking the belt off of him but one thing one discrepancy that me and you both noticed michael cole was was you know saying how roman beating the demon was the first time that the demon had been beaten, which is not true at all. No, because Samoa Joe beat the demon in a cage match at a takeover in NXT. But <laughs> yeah, but of course, you know, they always act like NXT is only convenient to, to the main roster when it's convenient for them. Right. And I did notice, um, the new announcer, the newest, which, who everybody loves, and he's good, but he didn't call oh. the coup. Uh, he didn't call it the coup de gras. He called it the coup de grace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Doing the coup de grace, and I'm like, really? Did you notice though when the rope break, when the rope broke, that Pat McAfee said, "What kind of bush league?" And then he stopped. Is this? Oh my God! He, the, you just called the company that you work for Bush League live I on a pay per view. Live on pay per view. Everybody heard it. 
I get it because that that was a bush league thing to do. It, that it, I mean, there was no need for any of that. You this should have been a knockdown, drag out brawl with them pulling out all the stops. Extreme rules. Extreme rules. Roman should have had to pull out all the stops to get to beat him. You know, not a gimmick ring rope breaking, and then you spare him and it's over. Like I said, before before the heartbeat thing, the match was good. Right. After that, it was just yeah, it's, ridiculous, it's, overbooked nonsense. It started slow. I was like, all right. Now all of a sudden, we started building up. I mean, it's really yeah. building up. And, of course, the Usos come out and attack. And he takes them both on. He power bombs Jay through the announce table. And, yeah. um, you know, so I was like, then he gets to the top. Row, and swing. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. And, and and of course, miraculously, all of a sudden, boom, the red light goes off. Yeah. As soon as he, the, yeah. As soon as it breaks, yeah, the red light goes off and it goes back to normal. And it's like, whose idea was this? This had to have been a Vince McMahon idea. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, because this, it's, this is not as bad as the Fiend. And Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match where it ended on a, a Hell in a Cell match ends on a disqualification because or the, Seth, the referee stoppage referee stoppage or whatever yeah um, but it's it's knocking on the door of that territory it's like and my thing now yeah. is like you can't use the demon you can't use the demon gimmick for quite a while because you're gonna need a while for people to get over the fact that they just wasted it. On that ending, not that, but you're having to pay an extra person to, to paint all that stuff on Finn Balor's body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was oppressive looking. It looked like a great big mouth. Yeah, it but, was. Venom. It's venom. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, that's right because the font that he said Balor across his shoulders, uh, like like it was a jersey. <laughs> that's what I was yeah, thinking. <laughs> I noticed that too, and it's like he is net all the times from the time he was in New Japan. Because that's when he started doing the, the the paint, and in New Japan he did full body paint from you know from head to toe, and it was hmm. like amazing work. From that time until Sunday, before that he had never had his name painted on his back, like you said, like a jersey. Yeah. And Sunday, it's like they've got Bauer. Like we don't know who he is. Come on, necessary. <laughs> We know who this man is. The same ring music, the same wow, dude. Yeah, it's just wah. red lighting and make and, and the makeup and a little more aggression. Yeah. What they should have done is he should have just the Finn Balor that went back to NXT, regained the NXT championship, took on all comers. That's the Finn Balor they should have put in the ring against Roman Reigns. I'm we didn't need all, we didn't need all this gimmick stuff. Just have two guys that are trying to win. They're fighting for a title. There's your story. You're the champion. I want what you got. Yeah. Hey, boom. Yeah. Yes. We don't. They, all this convoluted overbooking when it's just so simple. It's like The Rock and Steve Austin at WrestleMania 17. Steve Austin just simply said, "You have the WWF title, and I want it." I need to win this match more than you can ever imagine. That is and that all the was, reason you need. That's, that's all the reason you need. And they yeah. went out and put on 
probably the best WrestleMania main event ever. With a simple reason. You're the champion. I want your title. That's all they had to do here. They didn't need the theatrics or any of that. But of course, WWE loves their overbooking and they wonder why ratings are down and people are changing the channel to AEW. It's stuff like this. It's stuff like Charlotte tearing up Lily and costing Alexa the match. It's stuff like the heartbeat thing with Finn and then the rope breaking in order for Roman to be able to win. Roman has mowed, Roman just mowed through John Cena at -hmm. SummerSlam. So you're going to tell me he needed a gimmick corner rope breaking to beat Finn Balor. Right. Nothing against Finn Balor. I'm not talking bad about Finn because I think Finn is amazing. But Roman's been mowing through competition for 391 days. days. No, they, they, said, they said 391. Well, now it's 391 days. Roman yep. has been mowing through the competition. He didn't need and he didn't need any gimmicks to get that done. So that was unnecessary. It was just overkill for just. I feel like they just did it to pop the crowd. But it did, it did pop the crowd, but not in the way they wanted because you could hear the boos when the rope broke. Everybody knew that that was a gimmick and not something that legitimately happened. I know. It's like, what kind of crap is this? Yes. <laughs> you, you know, people's faces and they're just like, huh? What? And yeah. I will give Roman Reigns, though, for protecting himself and putting on the mask when he went out into the crowd. Yes. That is one thing. Because I said, oh, Roman, you know, because he doesn't want to be near the peasants. I'm like, no, the man is, has, he's had leukemia. Yeah. The man has battled cancer twice. Twice. He's protecting himself. And I, yeah, I have nothing but respect for that. And any, I feel like anybody who wants to bash him for that needs to take a hard look in the mirror and ask what mm-hmm. kind of person are you that this man's, this, not only is he trying to protect himself, he's got a family to go home to. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him <laughs> to taking those precautions, you know, wrestling match. And I, I, I respect the fact that yes, he's in the moment wrestling, but real life, he's got to protect himself. So he did what he needed to do. And Paul Heyman. Uh, <laughs> yes. My tribal chief. <laughs> Paul Heyman right now is <sighs> kind of reminded me you always see this in a lot of the movies where they have like the king or the president or some ruler the emperor and they always have that one assistant yes yeah oh my master i do whatever i want for you yeah and you know or like in in lord of the rings uh i believe it was the second one two towers where the one king he's actually being possessed by um siron the white or saruman the white wizard the one who mm-hmm. was turned to evil, but he's yeah. being possessed by him. But yet, the I think his name was Wormwood. Was that him? That like his assistant? Uh, I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure though. Yeah, I'll have to go back and and well, I'll try to watch it again. It's, it'll take like three hours to get to that part <laughs> because yeah, that, movies are that, so... that movie is a slog to get through. I mean, it. Man. it... <laughs> um, but either way, I bet mean, I bet I can find it because yeah, he ends up getting um. He ends up getting killed in um, the next one by actually Sermon because he, oh, he stabbed him in the end. He got shot by an arrow. But anyway, uh, but it kind of reminds me of him, just a little creepy little assistant 
yeah. you know, guy. He's kind of like a really, really creepy Dwight, you know, from the office. <laughs> but it's like, but, but, you know, all respect to Paul Heyman because he makes everything work. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything he's given is work. I mean, right now he's the, the sniveling assistant to Roman Reigns and he is knocking it out of the park every week. And the yeah. backstage stuff that he's doing with Kayla Braxton on SmackDown is fantastic. Their, yeah. their exchanges are some of the best parts of those shows. And even though he's still technically a heel, the way he's being treated by Roman, you almost feel sympathy for him because. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's different. It's interesting. And eventually, you know, he will. I, what I can see happening is Roman starts smacking him around. Brock Lesnar comes in and saves the day. Now, granted, that's a storyline that's been used several yeah. times, but it works. I mean, that's one that yeah. actually works. Yeah, and and that one works because they they generally, surprisingly, WWE doesn't overuse that one. Right. That actually works when they do it because it's not they're not running it into the ground like they do a lot of things. Um. What do you think about um, Roman versus Brock at, at Crown Jewel? Is that the match for Crown Jewel? That's the match for Crown Jewel. Uh, before before you answer, think about this. What was the point of them doing all this with Finn Balor, bringing out the Damon persona, all this? Everybody knew going into that match. Roman was not losing the title to Finn because right. they had already because they messed up and they announced Brock versus Roman at Crown Jewel. So everybody knew right then that's going to be the universal title match. So Finn doesn't have a chance of winning the title. They should have waited to announce that mm-hmm. until after the pay per view. That way, uh, at least it would have gave that you know anticipation of. Are they going to pull the trigger and let Finn win the title? You know, is Roman going to retain? There would have been some mystery with it. By them announcing it two weeks before this match, everybody knew. So it kind of t- it kind of took the wind out of it because, you know, I felt I felt like a lot of people were probably like, what's the point of even watching this match? Because we already know the outcome. What they really, if if they were going to say, okay, it's going to be Brock Lesnar against whoever the champion is going to be. Exactly. A simple yep. sentence is all they needed to redirect everything and yep. still keep still keep the mystery of who's going to win this match. That's you all know, they had to say. Or Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. If Roman is still the champion, then yes. it will be for the... But right. The Saudi Arabia shows, and I haven't actually watched, I think it's the last two Saudi pay-per-views, and it's been a couple years since they had them, but, you know, because of COVID. But what I've kind of noticed is I... It would not surprise me if, if they, if the way they constructed those cards and the, and the matchups, it was the Saudi government who's paying them a metric crap ton of money, yeah, to come over there, is saying, okay, we want to see this wrestler, we want to see this wrestler, we want to see this other one, which one of them being Goldberg actually kind of surprised me. Um, well, for, that's been. That's been their thing. They've kind of dictated who is on the shows because they've 
um, in the past with these Saudi shows, they've, they've dictated, I want, you know, this person, this person, this person on the card. Of course, there have been cases where people they've wanted on the card are no longer with us. Like right. they want to, they want to Yokozuna on one of the cards and. Well, that'd be kind of hard. Yeah. God um, rest his soul. He is yeah. no longer with us. So they had to tell them that. And it's like. Did they not all... realize that? Yeah. It's like you're throwing all this money at a wrestling company and you don't even know what wrestlers are working for this company or what wrestlers are still alive. Wow. I and... just don't. Well, shows are just glorified house shows. Oh, I, oh, I agree. That's fact, That's the best way to put it. Because putting the Undertaker against Goldberg, there was no buildup. It was just they wanted to see it. And like I said, I was actually very surprised when uh, Goldberg was one of their ones they wanted to see, just because of how things are over there. Yeah, you know, um, and I don't blame people for not wanting to go i mean they have their personal reasons but i you know you know what i support them yeah um sammy zane being one of them yeah oh i agree i I, you know i fully support the people who you know not to go right and i mean this is about as close as what we will ever delve into politics on the show but this is real world stuff going on and and so sammy zane doesn't want to be in the show because of um, I don't know if you want to call it political or religious or kind of a kind of a combination of both political and religious conflicts because he his heritage heritage is Syrian Muslim and they've had issues with yes. Saudi Arabians. Yeah. You know, um, but then you had they didn't want Alistair Black, which is kind of a moot point now because he's no longer with the company, but they didn't want him over there because of um, his tattoos and you know his actual real uh, beliefs. And yes. but then yes. seen then seen a Daniel Bryan, in which Daniel Bryan had been over there before, but then Saudi Arabia went and, and killed a guy and cut him up. Yes. And <laughs> when you do that. And then Daniel Bryan and John Cena are like, no, thank you. Kevin yeah. Owens was the same. He was like, no, thank you. Yeah, and Kevin, well, Kevin Owens, I think, was also doing it because he was supporting Sami Zayn, who is in yeah. reality is one of his best friends. Yes. So, but with, I haven't even watched the last two Saudi Saudi shows, dude, because I haven't watched, honestly, I haven't watched any of them. I did watch, I watched the Goldberg Undertaker match because I'd just seen so much on Twitter of how much of a train wreck it was. I needed to see it. <laughs> it was bad. And then another train wreck was the, was DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. And I had to see that. Yes. For the train wreck that it was. And Lord, that was a mess. Sean came out of retirement. You shouldn't have. Sean came out of retirement for the paycheck because I heard he got paid upwards of like $8 million for that match. You know what? And um, I, I, I ain't going to hate him. On one hand. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that'll buy, I mean, that'll buy a lot say, of groceries. On one hand, and a lot of people, because a lot of people were mad because, oh, yeah. A lot of people were mad because they were like, oh, well, we figured he'd be the one wrestler that never came out of retirement. Unless it is a medical thing, most wrestlers come out of retirement for at least one match. So mm-hmm. that's to me, that's just a moot point. That that's not. I wasn't even. I wasn't upset about that at all. It's just the match was awful. Sean knew the match was awful because he said it was a mistake for me to come out of retirement and do that match. He's like, I'll never mm-hmm. do that. And 
with the performers. The paycheck, because if somebody cuts me eight, an eight million dollar check, yes. Uh, what do you need me to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, and plus, when they go over to Saudi, I think another reason why the quality of the shows is not all that great. And this is not a knock on the people of Saudi Arabia by any stretch. It's hot. It is very, very hot. I've been over I mean, the middle. Yeah, yeah, like that stupid. Like, like, yeah, like that stupid hot. Um, when I went to Kuwait in 2002, there was times it it was literally 125 degrees in the shade. Our thermometer oh. was in the shade, and it said 125. And I walked out to smoke, and I went, "No," <laughs> and I walked back in. That and, is ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, of course, Kuwait is right there. It borders, you know, Saudi yeah. Arabia. And so the, the talent, all the wrestlers, they fly over there. And so they're already jet lagged unless they sleep on the plane. But even if they did sleep on the plane, there's no guarantee because I mean, your body is used to one time zone or they can, their case are traveling, but you're going like maybe adjusting by one time zone every couple of days for right. them. Yeah. For them, you're having to adjust. I think it's eight hours, seven yeah. hours, which sucks. And then on top of that, you know, you have the heat. And so they're fatigued because of the travel. They're fatigued because of the jet lag. They're fatigued because of the heat. And then they had to go in there and wrestle. And no wonder Titus O'Neil tripped. He didn't have the strength to get his foot up, up above that mat. Yeah. And the mat was, I mean, the ramp was probably slick from just, you know. Yeah. Thing. And plus, like you were talking about how, you know, how hot it is on the ground, just the, the heat. Then you've got all those lights in that arena, yes. you know, and, and, and it's like and they're in that stadium, which it is open air, but it's still that heat is still going to be trapped somewhat in that stadium. Yeah. And so if they're going to do a show like that, have them be over there, you know, to get kind of acclimated to it first. And not only that, but the women, they, they finally had the women wrestle. They had to wrestle in full body suits. Yes. And that it's already hot. And then on top of that, they're having to, um, yeah. So that's why I'm not, you know, and because of the time difference also, because they have the, the pay-per-views themselves are on Thursdays when they yeah. have them. Um, and that is because uh, the Muslim Holy Day is actually Friday. Oh, okay. You know, so that's their weekend. And right. Yeah, it's amazing some of the weird crap that you learn when you go <laughs> around the world. But the world, yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, Friday is the week. When it comes to the uh, okay, a slight religious lesson. When it comes to the Abrahamic uh, religions, Friday is the like I guess the, if you want to call it the Sabbath day for Muslims. Saturday is the Sabbath day for um, Judaism, and then Sunday is the Sabbath day for the majority of uh, Christianity. There okay. are some that like the seventh day Adventists that actually do on also right. on Saturday, but um, and so that's why they they schedule that around that. Well, you know, which is cool. I mean, it is what it is, and and I, but it makes it hard for us to watch it here, uh, just yeah. because. Okay, I've because I've watched I've been watching a pay per view at work during the middle of the day, going, hmm, how about that? Watching on my phone while I'm trying to work, and yeah, you know, and it's like God, it's too hard to catch it live. I'm going to have to catch it on the replay. And oh, that's what everybody's talking about. Yeah, Titus, he really did bite it and he slid right into the ring. That was awesome. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but what day is that happening? 
Uh, let me look. Um, crouch. October 21st. Okay. Is that the pay-per-view for October? Uh, God, I hope not. I hope not. Let me... Let me, see, let me... Okay, I'm, I'm actually still on the Wikipedia page for... No, it is. Crown Jewel. That's next. Uh, and according to us, it's WWE Network Event Chronology. Well, you know what? After Crown Jewel, let's see. After Crown Jewel, the Survivor Series. Yeah, that is the pay-per-view for October. Yep, that's it. Oh, 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 Lord have mercy. All right. Yeah. Well, on yeah. that note, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dwight and I, we're going to go ahead and call this show a wrap. And we will also be recording Friday evening. We're planning to right now. And so the next show will probably drop either Saturday morning or late Friday evening. We will just have to see how that one goes. And uh, with everything going all nuts, mostly for me this week, and having to push, push everything back. And like I said, I really apologize for that. It just some things are just out of my control. Right. Um, right. I mean, you got to work. So, got to work, I mean, you know. Um, and I've worked a lot of hours in the past yeah. couple of weeks, but... Ooh, it's supposed to all end tomorrow. In fact, I just got a text. That's why I looked at my phone for a second because I just got a text and I was like, okay, okay. So I already got something I know I'm going to be doing in the morning. So, but either way, ladies and gentlemen, um, we appreciate everybody and definitely give us some feedback. And thank you for your patience and understanding about us being kind of delayed this week. And we will, Dwight and I, we will figure out a good subject to talk about on on friday because right now there's so much stuff happening in wrestling news there's always going to be something to talk about yeah yeah always yep and and if we can't and if there's nothing happening well we'll find something because there's a lot of wrestling history <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so but until then ladies and gentlemen we'll be talking with you all right Dwayne. all right god bless all right god bless man